Oh my God, last week was just all arguing about semantics. <laughs> yep. <laughs> this is my opinion. I only like my opinion. <laughs> but it was generic. So yeah. both of us just argued about generic. Like we called the other person generic, basically, the whole time. <laughs> so basic. So basic. It's not doing anything exceptional. Most basic lyric I've ever heard. <laughs> you don't have the best, uh, you know, retorts. <laughs> uh, people come to us for not for our wit, but for our. Uh, I don't know what they come to us for, actually. I don't think many people do. <laughs> Welcome to Two Brothers Argue Over Everything, episode four. Wow. I really pop them in. Um, today we are going to be discussing different uh, sports that are kind of on the fringe, you know, not uh, necessarily mainstream kind of things. And uh, so I chose for Michael to watch uh, a round of disc golf, um, the European Open, I believe in 2019. 18 holes. All 18 holes. It's Michael did that because he realized um, – his was much longer than mine was originally. Yeah. The disc golf holes go fast. I was, um, well, like, well, also, I just clicked, you sent me the back nine. So then I clicked the back nine, and then the announcer was like, if you haven't seen the front nine, what are you doing? Close this and go watch it. I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> yeah, I realized after telling you that, that the front nine was pretty epic, too, so. Yeah, I mean, I'll get, we'll, we could get into it in a little bit. Yeah, and so, uh, so that's what I gave Michael to watch. And do you want to describe what you gave me? Yeah, I gave James um, kind of a relay race from uh, summer, from Games Done Quick, which is a speed running kind of marathon. And they basically did a race of a modded, version of super mario world so a bunch of modders got together modded a blind race for these runners for them to race in teams of four that's a little more complicated to explain than disc golf yeah so esports versus disc sports i guess i guess so <laughs> we'll see <laughs> Um, do you want to go first? Do you like me to go first? I can. Let's let's talk about. We can talk about disc golf first. Okay. Because right. I think the other one's just going to take a lot of time to kind of even explain what the hell it was. But um, that disc golf was. It was. It was. You know. It was fun. I don't know. I did. I actually enjoyed disc golf. I think this is one of the first times that in this show that i that we watched something and i was like okay i dig it you know i think we were trying to be nicer to each other this week mm -hmm. uh, hopefully i was nice to you i don't know maybe a little bit nicer yeah <laughs> than uh, directly little... something that you knew i would not like <laughs> uh, uh but this golf was yeah i mean it's basically four people throwing frisbees like specialized discs frisbees 
into a into a specific spot and it was just full of dudes um with a guy with names like eagle and uh mcmahon mcmahon <laughs> those guys <laughs> the those guys like like standing in crazy angles and then throwing frisbees in the weirdest ways you've ever seen to get exactly the right to basically weave between branches of trees to get to the other side so um i i mean i have things i could talk about the broadcast aspect of it because i think that i just gravitate to that kind of thing but there was nothing inherently that annoyed me about the content i mean it was pretty mellow and i wish they did tell me who the who was who because they're all four white guys that all look kind of look the same to me so <laughs> like right like I wish it was like wait which one's Eagle is he wearing the pink shorts or is he the one in the, the like they they did they didn't like tell you who was who which was a little a little tough no it was only like the announcers being like ooh Eagle had quite the rip there like those announcers were so easy awesome. tap in for Macbeth you know stuff stuff like that <laughs> they don't like ever say like yeah in in blue polo we have yeah because they have their like their their scores at the bottom. And I thought at least they would highlight who was who was throwing. Yeah, that makes the most sense. But they only kind of do it at the end when you they score. They're like, this person got a birdie. This person got. So I have to figure it out after the fact. So it seems like they record these and then they then they kind of edit together a a short version, and then the announcers talk over the the edited version. So announcers kind of those announcers were pretty chill. They were like golf announcers. Mm-hmm. which was quite different from what I sent you, which is a lot of people yelling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very different from eSports. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was pretty, pretty, pretty show, you know. It was easy to also lose track of who was who and who's ahead and who's behind. Mm-hmm. Golf is always kind of tough because usually it's not a photo finish in golf. Usually somebody wins like three holes beforehand, you know. Right. So you have to pay a lot of attention kind of the score and how it was changing. So did you notice the fact that that guy, Paul Macbeth had like an eight stroke st- swing on everybody and like totally I, took over in that round? No, I did notice that he like, I noticed that he really do- started taking over and he started really tightening up and everyone else was kind of throwing it out of bounds and stuff. And he was holding steady. I picked all that up, but is you know, it's, I don't watch golf either. So it's like, it's a slow, you're going to change the way you look at the sport, you know, because it's, it's small incremental changes that all add up, right? Yeah. Small moments. It's not like a massive three-point shot and the crowd explodes. You know, it's usually like those decisions made throughout the 18 holes. Kind of all That's true. Throughout the day, you know? Yeah, it relies more on, like, playing it smart and setting yourself up to get a good score so that you can maybe get a better score on the next one. If you don't have a great shot, you know, just minimizing uh, negatives. So let me talk about um, some of my notes here because there's a lot of funny parts to this. Uh, first of all, this man's name is Eagle. That's just unbelievable. Is that his real name? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Eagle McMahon. Eagle McMahon. Awesome. That's an awesome name. If you right. have, it's like he was made for a golf sport. 
you know? Or, or like, uh, made for like, yeah, just throwing Frisbee. <laughs> it's like, your name is Eagle McMahon. Like, what a life. What a sports. You have to immediately enter every sport, you know? I'm pretty sure he was, like, competitive, like, as a young teenager. So, you know, it's been in his DNA for a while. We're going to play Frisbee competitively. Came out of the womb with the Frisbee. Yeah. I mean, didn't you see, like, one of his commercials? Like, they had, like, random commercials cut in. Yeah. Like, my most important shot. And one yeah. of them was with Eagle McMahon, and he had braces. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I don't think that guy's that old. I'm not – I'm going to look him up. Yeah. So, it's like uh... – one of the other things was this took place in Finland, and there was just so many freaking people. So many people at this course. There's like yeah. thousands of people watching these games. And this view, the views on the video you sent me, it has like hundreds of thousands of views. This golf is huge. It's a little surprising how big it is, you know? Right? It's like you did not realize it was as um... – sorry, I was trying to find his age. Okay, it looks like he's um, like 21, 22. Okay. So, um, yeah, like disc golf is like more established than ultimate Frisbee. And like as mm-hmm. far as I think YouTube presence and like overall like where – like how it, it's everywhere. Like there's an app called UDisc for, um, you know, keeping track of your disc golf score and it's like pretty much the – thing that all disc golfers use and they like they yeah. talk about it in some of those um uh you know streams saying like oh on udisc this is an average 3.5 you know thing but but so yeah it's so weird how it's like such a developed thing and i'm kind of just tapping into it yeah that was that's that is cool um that's all i always love that moment where you're like oh this is a community that's that's fun i didn't know <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people like this. Okay, wow. <laughs> wow. Oh, 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 look at all these websites. <laughs> look yeah, at like so many different companies and mm-hmm. things that are just all created around disc golf. It's pretty cool. Um, and it's probably cheaper than regular golf. I mean, yeah, like, I don't know how much a set of clubs is, but you can buy a starter pack of three discs for $44 and then go to a free course. And then you just played, so. Cheers. It's That's like forty-four dollars to do one round of golf, usually. Yeah. <laughs> Go so, to the golf so, course. And you know, and you buy discs, you add to them. They're each like under twenty bucks. Mm-hmm. So. It's not expensive. Um, one of my other notes is their outfits look like a combination of golf and like a little bit of ultimate culture just like it's a weird mix of the two it's like they have these flat brim hats but also wear polos the college shirts definitely <laughs> <laughs> it's it's that weird like we want to be our own thing but um all, but also we want to be respected like i wish yeah. i sent you around with this guy called james conrad mm-hmm. who has the longest hair ever like a crazy freaking ponytail and it just whips around every time he throws it <laughs> That's so awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was one thing I noticed is it is trying to like look legitimate. You know, mm-hmm. like a lot of times with these, uh, with these kind of non-traditional sports, they're 
either they try to mimic traditional sports and look as much like them as possible. So like Madden, if you ever watch professional Madden, they try to copy a football broadcast. You know, the announcers sound like football announcers. We talk like football announcers, you know. Oh, that's true. They were kind of like whispering like it was a golf shot and they were there, even though they're just like in a studio afterwards recording their reactions. Yeah, they were like, oh my gosh. Wow. You see that throw by Eagle? Wow. That, that might be the Eagle's one of the best. Going to the forehand. <laughs> that might be one of the best throws I've ever seen in my whole career. Wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Meanwhile, if it's like, you know, on the other side is like what I sent you, which is like, doesn't give a fuck about being traditional. And it's just people screaming and people are like, oh my God, I've never seen anything like that in my life. <laughs> what a finish. Right. Which in some ways, you know, it has its own merits of like, it's hype and it's exciting. But like, you can learn way more by watching a professional broadcast. <laughs> versus like a hyped up broadcast because they just put more effort into explaining what's happening. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm sure they threw a couple of words out there that you didn't know, but like once you pick up the lingo, you like, mm -hmm. you're kind of understanding the plays that they're making a little bit more. Yeah. A little bit of the ebb and flow. Yeah. My last little note that I think I had was, um, uh, this man, the, the stances, that people did to throw discs. I wish I could like zoom out and show you exactly the stance, but this man was like, imagine these are his legs. He was doing this. They do full on like split splays. Yeah. Cause they have to like, have their one foot where the disc was. So if they can stretch themselves out and get far away from like around a tree or something, then they're going to do it. That's is. So that's why. Okay. Yeah. I'm wondering like why also, they were doing that. Is, is they want to be sometimes just there's, sometimes there's like cover, you know, and they need to throw underneath the trees that are yeah. you know, over top. So they have to get lower to kind of throw up. But sometimes they want to spread out and go around objects just with their body. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah. I mean that's that's mostly what I those are all my notes. I mean, it seems cool. I don't know how much of this I'll watch. I might watch the dude with the ponytail because that seems hilarious. Mm -hmm. Do you want to give it a rating so we can That's... have some segment? <laughs> oh, okay. Let's do a rating. Oh, we didn't do a rating last week. No, we didn't. This week. Um, I'll give it a seven, I would say. Seven? seven? All right. Um, you know, I don't know enough about the game or whatever, but I'd probably watch another one. If you were like, this one is also good. I'm like, okay. Okay. And, and they're so you? short. They are short? They're so short. I mean, these games are so short. No. Like, I couldn't yeah, do it like, cut it all together because it's like three hours long. What? Especially because they cut it all together. Yeah. And the, the editing, they don't just, you know, have to fill time with broadcasting. It's mm -hmm. all like post um, stuff. So that's really cool. It was cool. really cool. Yeah. I struggled with finding something short for you because, like, you know, Counter-Strike is a great eSport. Mm -hmm. Some people kind of understand because it's simple, but it, they're long. You know, those games are like three hours long. So it's kind of hard to, to say, hey, watch this three-hour long thing when you sent me a half an hour long thing. Was, right. <laughs> a little tough to make the comparison. So, yeah. So what were you about to say? Um, well, do you want to just jump into yours? Yeah. 
I think so. Okay. so I, I took my notes a little bit more in the in like the categories of summary, takeaways, and you know that kind of stuff. Um, I like that you're being a traditionalist, James. I, I respect that about you. I, I'm very into. Uh, sorry, let me get my lamp out of the shot. <laughs> it was dynamic. It was was it creating good depth? <laughs> yeah. Um, I like your setup. This is such a good setup for you. My setup keeps moving. Yeah, mine. Mine. Uh, this is really all I have as far as it does. <laughs> not many. Not many things available. Um, okay, so I'll talk about it. So Michael gave me a speed run of he he described it modded Mario Super Mario, um, and so I wrote the summary as it's two teams of four guys racing to compete levels of super mario they have never seen before um the first six rounds don't matter that much they give a slight advantage for the final winner like the final winner take all round but the other team is allowed to watch your screen and see where you fail and like you know just apply that to their tactics so it's not really that much of an advantage it's like you allow two guys to go yeah and Oh snap! Two more guys can go. So it, those first six rounds were completely useless. It seemed to me. I mean, they definitely. I mean, they they maybe they gave that one team a little bit of an advantage, but they, yeah. those guys were like I mean, <laughs> team one anyway. So the team with the advantage still won. But the team with the advantage won. But they were like clearly better the whole time. Mm-hmm. So you know, it was funny. One guy on that team, Dode, like straight carried. <laughs> His whole team on his back. That's true. And that um, that guy, uh, something cat. Which cat? Maybe. Which? Yeah. He he definitely helped his team out in the early rounds a lot. But um, it's not a very compatible. It's not a very competitive thing. It's mostly just a fun showcase. Okay. So That's yeah, funny. it didn't seem like a well-established uh, game as far as like. I don't know, a community of people that would do it, but they did have teams. So that made me feel like, you know, maybe this is some sort of underground thing that more people compete in than, you know, but um, my takeaways were like, my first one is it, it kind of embodies a lot of problems with esports when it, uh, when it makes it unrelatable to like the average sports viewer. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they use things like gamer tags, like, Every single person only is referred to by their gamer tag. Yeah. The average person that is just so confusing and annoying, like the announcers refer to themselves as their gamer tags. Yeah. And I wanted to look back to see what they were dressed up as, but they were definitely not going for the professional look that you were talking about uh, where they're like trying to seem uh, cool. But, you know, it was a part of like a stream, like a stream for charity. So I'm, you know, it wasn't necessarily supposed to be like a super professional tournament thing, right? Yeah, I probably should have set your expectations better. It was, this was a, yeah, every, twice a year they do these charity streams where it's like a week-long, 24-hour speed-running marathon for charity. Okay. So these guys, this is an event they put on as like, you know, to entertain people during this charity. Um, that community is real, but they just play these modded levels. They don't really, they like speed run the modded levels, but they don't like, um, they don't necessarily 
that much. That's not really much of a scene at this point. Okay. Um, so, but like the, they kept it in like the not, they definitely kept it looking unprofessional by like the announcers treating it unprofessional, you know, they yeah. make fun of the players. Um, they don't know what actually happened. Um, at one point, like the main announcers, like it's all tied up. And I'm like, is it all tied up? Like, I thought it was definitely three, one right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not a good announcer. <laughs> at the end of it, he's like, there's a doge holding up the trophy. And he's like, that's not doge. That's blah, blah, blah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> doge or dode or whatever the fuck yeah. it is this yeah, is why doge is funny but only using gamer tags for names um learning curve is like this yeah it's like wait who's who <laughs> so they didn't know the score and they didn't know who was holding the trophy um it's a really it was a really hard thing to follow um to like watch alongside each other i was often looking at the wrong screen and like maybe you 20 30 minutes into it i tried to figure out like try to see who's furthest along in the level and then once they die switch to the other screen but then sometimes one person would be stuck behind a checkpoint and you'd kind of want to see that team get past the checkpoint but the other team is like way ahead and you want to see them beat the level so it's like hard to watch both screens at the same time um especially because the announcers aren't help making it easier and um like the the overall graphics of the stream don't help with like making it easy to understand what's going on. Like they could have easily had a little graphic that said, you know, rounds, you know, three to one. And then the announcer would know what the fuck was happening. (laughs) Um, (laughs) They had three announcers, none of which one did all the talking. And then the other two just kind of chipped in being like, yeah, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) these, these speed runners. They're doing great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, we, definitely the more hyped up, excited guy. I think his name had something to do with Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, his name is Spike Vegeta. Spike Vegeta. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I don't uh, know his real name. <laughs> see, that's the weird thing about not knowing people just by their like weird names. Um, my favorite one of those guys is his name is Barb. Barb, yeah. Name Barb. is not actually Barb, but it's like something. I don't know what his last name is. They keep talking about Barb and like, oh, he is getting absolute. Barb is getting absolutely owned right now. He is destroyed. <laughs> it's yeah. just such a weird way to. And then you look at his picture, and it's just like, like thing. Yeah. So the worst possible pictures of them. Definitely, uh, I think a niche, a niche uh, market you know, of uh, people that are into, um, I don't know, esports and speed run culture. You know, they would kind of be more entertained by the announcer. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I definitely just thought it was hard to follow, like, who was ahead, who was behind, you know, wh- who had the advantage on rounds. Um, and, like, a close level kind of gets annoying when they're, like, right next to each other. Because mm-hmm. you're like, who am I supposed to watch? Like, it's like a, if, a, if a tennis match wasn't behind a person, it was like to the side of the court and you had to watch the ball go back and forth. Yeah. Um, so that, that was really, that was my second takeaway is it's hard to follow. But um, 
My third one is I really uh, like the idea of the game, and it's a cool competitive team game that feels kind of old school with, like, the passing of the controller. You know, like, definitely something you would do, like, you know, with your friends back, you know, back when Super Mario came out. Just, like, a, we've beaten all the levels. How can we make this fun? Let's make it a relay with a couple of our friends. Um, so that was cool. And the, the game graphics are really cool with the player characters, um, like, you know, looking like the actual characters, like, you know, if they're wearing a hat, they're wearing a hat, they have a headband, they're wearing a headband. Why did they have to expose that balding guy so badly and like have pixels (laughs) looking back like this way? It was rude to do that guy. Uh, Yeah, it was so funny, the, uh, yeah, oh yeah, the, the, the deep ass widow's peak yeah basically a mohawk of balding <laughs> but yeah it's like yeah so yeah the, the modders put in changed the sprite of mario to look like the person that was playing so they just wanted to explain that yeah so, and it would switch out as they switch controllers which was really cool um but like that that it was kind of mean to represent that balding guy so balding <laughs> and then um you know just to, at the end of the stream uh he was standing with his head directly the back of his head directly facing the camera and i was like somebody tell this man that he needs to move because <laughs> it's so freaking bad and like the the losing team was so awkward they were like sitting there like oh yeah we lost huh oh yeah and, like should we stand up they're standing up yeah, I guess we should stand up. And stand up. But it, all, all in all, I thought it was a, a cool game. Uh, clearly very difficult um, skill to develop. And the level designs were really cool. Like the equestrian one. Yeah, it was cool. Like, yeah, this, yeah what did you think of the, um, of the concept of these, like, modding Super Mario Brothers to make it really, really fucking hard? really creative for these what do you think of that i think it's cool what did they start doing this before like super mario maker yeah this is older than super mario maker so like it's clearly a good idea because they just copied the idea and turned it into their own you know game um Mm -hmm. so yeah i thought it was cool definitely um cool that they like had never seen the levels before and they're kind of learning as they go um and little things that would like pop out and kill them when they think they're safe um, at the end of the levels, there was always something that, that killed them if they were <laughs> in the sky. It's a flying fish or something. So yeah, I thought it was thought it was cool level designs. Mm-hmm. All that. Do you think if you would you watch a speed run of one of those unique levels? So I don't like uh, for the would I watch it again rating? Well, no, no, just like one. Yeah, if, would you like watch something? Just one of those guys. Let's say Barb or Pooh or whoever. Watch some speed run. Yeah, yeah, I guess. But like, I'd probably want to watch like a video instead of like a stream because I know a lot of speedrunners just stream because you know you have to attempt thousands of times in order to get the speed run you're looking for. Mm-hmm. And so I would get old. You'd watch them. Do you think you'd watch one of those G- games done quick event? Like, like a 
charity the video yeah so um so since it was such a goofy broadcast i'll give it a goofy rating of a 6.9 out of 10 for watchability <laughs> right so i think that yeah i would i would watch something like that maybe again but there's definitely um hard to follow and like i said towards the end of it it was like get it it was getting a little bit much the mm-hmm. they definitely should have put more purpose into the first six rounds you know mm-hmm. like yeah best yeah like it's just yeah. have them be have them if you win it then you eventually they have to play all the levels anyway yeah. yeah well yeah if you win go to the next level and have it be like that you know just a an ultimate oh that makes of, more sense right i think they wanted to give each level sense so those levels i don't know if you, they told you that those levels like took months to make like those people yeah. spent a lot of fucking time and energy and hours into that stupid speed it <laughs> took a, like it was done in an hour you know what i mean it's it's so that's right. impressive to me like the amount of hard work that goes in to something that stupid you know they get, did put lots of time and effort into a very throwaway kind of thing yes yeah. and you have like yeah just the the idea of turning mario into each person individually then having all of their portraits they have to put that into it the Super Nintendo cartridge. So it has to all fit onto the Super Nintendo cartridge. That's so weird. So it has to be a certain length and you can't use certain things that aren't already in a Super Nintendo. And it like, can only handle so much, I'm sure. Yeah, so it takes it took <laughs> it took a lot of skill to make something as silly as that like Yoshi Kelling level. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's they definitely got the time and effort. That's one thing that's interesting about um, video game culture is uh, time is unlimited, it seems like, when it comes to the memes. Yeah. There's no, there's no amount of, of work. That's too much work for a good meme. For a good meme. That one guy being named Pooh was so awkward. Well, his name is Grand Pooh Bear. But why didn't they call him, like, Pooh Bear? Like, his name on the screen is Pooh. And they keep calling him Pooh. Like, <laughs> that, that's the shorthand that they've decided for him. His levels keep getting banned by Nintendo because he like will, he'll put in like a Mario Maker level. Mm-hmm. It'll be called Pile of Pooh, colon, blah, blah, blah. And then it keeps getting banned. Because of Pile of Pooh? Yeah, they can't use the word Pooh, apparently. Nintendo is not happy with it. Wow, it's like the old days. You can't say fart. <laughs> you can't say Pooh. Yeah. Nintendo is a little bit too into like trying to be family friendly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Disney too. Disney. Mm-hmm. Like you remember Love Simon? Did you ever see that movie? Yeah. Oh no, I've I've seen like commercials for it, but I I know what you're talking about. Yeah. They're doing another one, like Love. Somebody yeah. else. Yeah. They produced it for Disney Plus, but when it when they finished it, they were like. This this can't be a Disney thing. They gave it to Hulu. So, really? Yeah, is there is like this is this isn't family friendly enough. Even though they produced it and they saw the scripts, they just panicked and then gave it to Hulu. At the end, they're like, "Uh, you guys have it." Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you doing? 
take this? <laughs> we don't want. It's too dirty. That happened to the Lizzie McGuire reboot. <laughs> I'm not very upset about that. I don't know how a Lizzie McGuire reboot. I mean, I'm not that upset either, but I don't know how you can think a Lizzie McGuire reboot is not going to be family friendly. It's insane to me. They panicked. In the middle. That would definitely be all about family friendly. I don't know. But your thing is more family friendly than my thing, I think. My thing was a little, a little rougher. <laughs> They swear. I don't know. Well, actually, that's true. GDQ tries to actually. They get the speedrun community gets mad at them because, oh, because uh, because they try to be family friendly, even though the speedrun community one hundred percent is not family friendly. Like most of the time, all the speedrunners like these people are posers. Not thing. God. My favorite example is they had a speedrunner. And the past games done quick, whose name, whose gamer tag is Tomato Anus. <laughs> <laughs> and they made him change his name for the broadcast. So his name is Tomato Angus. <laughs> That's so weird. That's, that's one of those weird things about like calling people the gamer tag. Like why are, nobody's like, all right, John's up next, you know? Nobody nobody in the competitive esports community is ever referred to by their normal name, which is so strange. Yeah, it's very, very rare that somebody is, is referred to by their normal name. And that's only if like the person is very familiar with them. Like if they're best friends, maybe they'll call them Jason or something. You know? Right. But all commentators has to be gamertag, gamertag, gamertag. Up next, Wizrobe versus Mango. Makes <laughs> okay. a lot of sense. Who are these people? <laughs> yeah, it's it's fun though. I don't know. I enjoy it. I like weird names. I think weird names are great. That's why Eagle McMahon and was it? Were there any other funny names in the card? Who else is? Not really. Eagle is just the funniest name. He's a funny looking guy. Definitely very scrawny. They're all scrawny. It's so weird that like you know you don't need lots of muscle to. Mm -hmm throw a disc very far it's all just technique i think we're like off the rails <laughs> all right well it sounds like that's the end of the episode is that the end of the episode it feels like we're off the rails completely um did you have an idea for next week i have no idea what to do next week do you have a podcast oh a podcast that'd be fun I could give you Behind the Bastards. That'd be good. I listened to L. Ron Hubbard one. It was good. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. Cool. Well, I, I have to give you something else then, since you watched it. Yeah. Something you never heard of. All right. Podcast it is then. It'll be a nice meta episode. Yeah. We'll be reviewing a podcast that talks about podcasts. What if we review ourselves? I give you us, and you just have to... Be very critical. All right. I mean, I'm already very critical, so I have, I have pages of notes about how we could be better. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again for listening, watching, doing whatever. Like, you know, we appreciate you. I think we're up to 30 subscribers, so I'm pretty happy. On YouTube? No, on across our audio platforms. Oh, cool.
That's awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks for liking or subscribing if you've done that. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye.